Welcome to the Broad Talk with your hosts, Dan and James. Welcome to Grog Talk. I'm James. I'm Dan. Oh, and we are coming from the Blue Dolphin Inn today yes. in the city-state of the Invincible Overlord. Always happy to be back in the town. We are glad to be here. We're sorry running a little late. The We didn't have proper change at the gate. That's true. Uh, right. I thought it was a whole portal. I don't know. It felt that way. Uh, there was some <laughs> gate. There was some gate issues, and we didn't have the right spells memorized, so it took a little while to get you in here. Okay, can I just have to talk a little bit about this because it's so entertaining? Because I'm yes. stuck at the gate. Because you know James lives in a fancy neighborhood. That's right. And so we can't get through. I can't get through the gate. The gate code's not working. And he comes up. Well, I'll come get you. You jump in your car mm-hmm. and you come out and you join me. <laughs> Outside the gate. That's right. So, and, you're, isn't, and it's not working for you either. Correct. It's so, not just the gate code. It's actual uh, the actual whole gate mechanism is not working. So both of us were sitting outside the gate. That's right. And I was thinking to myself, how's this gonna? How are we gonna get in? Uh, well, we would have got. There's a passage, you know, for pedestrians. We would have had to abandon our horses and go into the dungeon. At that right. Point. But it was pretty. Pretty sad as we're. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming to get, come get you. I pull out. I'm like, uh, and I even thought to myself, I should probably tell him to come in this way. But no, what's going to go wrong? I have a little transponder and came around, and of course, it didn't work. So yeah, so that's why we're running a little late. It was. Uh, we we probably should have been videotaping that. If we were true uh, social media YouTubers, we would. We'd be vlogging it. We would have been right, stuck outside. Well, what? Still stuck outside. What I think is interesting is that the person who came out then sees these two cars waiting right. to right. come in through the out right. and squirt, we squirt on through. Shouldn't they have called the police or something? They should. And I should be calling the property manager to tell them, but obviously it, I'm A not. lot of us should be doing a lot There's of things. There's a lot of things. But we got a show. Right, so we have a show and the, you know, our friends in Sweden and our friends in the North Star State and um, friends everywhere want to see the show. They don't care if people can get in or out. They'll, that'll be someone else's problem. So... Um, you know, today is episode 25, our 25th episode. That's, that's a milestone, right? Is that silver? Silver anniversary or something to that effect? Now in our Word of Recall segment, we're here to talk about halflings because we kind of did, in the order of the player's handbook, right? It was half elves would be next, but we kind of talked about that. And I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time discussing the, the you know, the half elf between elf and human we talked a little bit about it so we're going to talk about halflings other than the awesome fact that they can be cleric rangers but moving on right that is their claim to fame okay cleric ranger Mm -hmm. so what is it to say about halflings well can i first you know i think we should have a segment called good hits and bad misses or you know we talk about the good things we've done bad things i think we did have a little bit of a fumble last week we did. Well, I did anyway. Okay, what happened? And it's been pointed out by our devoted listener, Ron. So we're talking about, well, gnomes are third or whatever. That's awesome, right? They're, they're high in the hierarchy of Gygax. And it was pointed out that they're listed alphabetically. Yes. you. Well, I, <laughs> that was a fumble by me. Yeah. That I, was me. I didn't even know, realize, pick up on that. that they're yes, listed Ron, did, Ron did that and, and uh, did notice that, which he's, he's a very faithful listener and very attentive. So I appreciate mm-hmm. what Ron said. And yes, he did point that out. So yeah. So, okay. So everything I was all excited about with gnomes being ahead of halflings. You're you know. excited about a lot of things that don't really matter, like gnomes. Yeah. So stop Which, pointing. by the way, I was, I was putting pictures of Twitter of gnomes dying horrible deaths. Got a lot of likes on that. <laughs> That's what we sum to to boost ratings. <laughs> I just, 
Uh, scene will go blue. Gnome snuff porn. Basically, right. just gnomes being murdered. Uh, what is the, what's that site they used to have where you could watch pe people dying? That's watching gnomes murdered. So, well, so here's the sad thing. Mm -hmm. My gnome is never going to get the uh, endless gold, is he? Because my no. gnome can only go up to what levels in Illusion? Not enough. That's oh, right. Oh, man. Is there any magical way to advance levels? Yes. Ah. You have to Tell get your, me, you have DM to, James. You have, you have to, well, I don't know if you can get the 10th level. That would be pretty impossible. What but. is it? How, how do you... You have, you, 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 have, you have to raise your uh, attributes higher. No, well, I mean, it's not an attribute thing, right? For gnomes, gnomes, even with attributes. Well, you at least have to get to get to seventh level at a minimum. You right. have to get uh, eighteen, eighteen. You have but to you have, said I got to get to tenth level. Well, then you need like an ion stone that would raise you a level. Okay. You get get a couple of them. That would be helpful. You get an extra level for each one. It depends on the kind of, of iron stone you have. Oh, so you can. So I could be a 10th level no You could, potentially. Uh, you could get a... I think they're allowed to use Book of Gainful Conjuration or whatever the alignment was where you can gain a level. Uh, uh, now, your DM may argue, no, it doesn't. It won't let you go beyond the level limits. But I would think an iron stone, because it's temporary, would let you go above it. Oh, it's temporary. So I have to well, make a lot of gold fast. It was temporary in that it's only effective when it's spinning around your head. Oh, Okay, so I, so basically, I'm creating the gold while it's spinning around my head. Yeah, it's okay. it would be the same thing like having a ring of protection. Uh, it's it's permanent, but it's it's only when the when the ring is on there. Okay, I I would probably rule if you had an iron stone, it would let you go beyond the level limits. Because I just need to, I just need to be at that limit for some point in time to get because that money. Because it, it's a magic item. It's it's just like you know you're when you're using a, a girdle of giant strength, you don't have that strength. You're not permanently altered to do it, but you have girdle. the strength. That's funny. It is girdle. Okay. Thank you're you. You're wearing a girdle. Uh, hey, if I had a girdle storm giant strength, that would <laughs> yeah, be amazing. You don't make fun of someone's girdle. Right. When it's a girdle. You need to be careful before you make fun of someone's girdle, yeah, don't they, you? In no, D&D? That's right. <laughs> It's not. You have it's, no it's, idea. Some, it's something you don't want to mess around with. You have no idea what kind of girdle. That's that a very. Uh, that's a very cute girdle. Oh, you just crushed me. You snapped me in half. Help. <laughs> Is there a cleric? Is there a cleric in? Because you th as he throws you, right? Because I think they can throw rocks if you have a girdle of storm giant strength. You can throw objects like a hundred feet. Time for a system shock check. Yeah, that's painful. Coming back. Yeah. Well, if, well hopefully. The, that's the problem with dying is that eventually it's impossible to get raised. There's nothing more awesome than a system shock check. That's hard to say, right? Yeah. Everyone gets around, right? Because you really shouldn't be failing it, right? Because it's, you know, they're pretty high percentages, right? Well, I mean, resurrect, right? Because system shock is like yeah, if you become polymorph. stone or something. Yeah, and polymorph. Right, so resurrection. They're very close, but so resurrection. Yeah, you once, really should get it, but. Well, once you get. Oh, you're right, look at that. Once you get below average, you're, you're hurting. That's right, that's right. I think Nico's character's died a couple of times. What's his constitution now? Uh, 13. Yeah, see, so. Well, 90%. Yeah, but that's still okay. Yeah, but 10% chance you're not coming back is a high percentage chance. That's right. If I was like, there's a 10% chance you're going to die today, you'd be like, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> I don't like that. That's the, those are bad odds. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not going to yeah, well, be a little when, nervous. When I, when I sh try to tell them, hopefully my wife doesn't see the damage on her car, then they, or else my chance of dying oh, may be higher. Oh, so. wow. She doesn't know yet. No, but I think I'm pretty sure it was damaged before in the same place, so it's okay. Oh. Does she watch the podcast? No. Perfect. We're safe. She doesn't care. Excellent. I, I could talk about where I stash money here, and I wouldn't have to worry about it from her, so. She, nice. That she doesn't care about it. Okay, so go ahead and tell us. <laughs> no. Where do you stash money? Oh. Why? Oh, which, my real money or my major creation money? My major creation money, I will tell you, it's downstairs. Oh, so. uh, 
Oh, look at that, the power. We just had some power fl flip flippage. So they can, can they still hear us, do you think? I hope so. Is the internet still working? This is like that time Carlos was interviewed, and I'm sorry. The chain winner's most renowned, illustrious, barren, irresistible emulator of Cleveland, a.k.a. Cubed, had the yeah. power go off. Oh, really? When it was YouTube. Yeah, he was yeah. being uh, it was interviewed, interviewed, and okay. he had to go, yeah, so he, it was like... Yeah, we'll see. It was like an episode of Blair Witch Project. Yeah, we had a power of fluctuation here. Thank goodness for our battery backups. So, are you sure it's thank goodness? Sorry, guys, we're still here. That's right. All right, halflings. Yes. So, what's interesting about halflings? Halflings do have adjustments. They're they're weak. Minus one to strength. Right. Plus one to dex. Yep. And by the way, we're using. I'm showing it uh, again. A lot of the articles about the different demi race, uh, demi humans point of view, or is from, uh, it was compiled in Best of Dragon Volume 3. We're also looking at the Player's Handbook, Monster Manual, and DMG. Go ahead, sir. So here's something that's interesting. We, we talked about this before, where Gary Gygax said that he did make a mistake on... Are you starting with that? That's down here, but okay. Oh, sorry. I jumped around. I mean, it's well, the only controversy. Well, the problem is because we're talking about Minus one strength, plus one dex. Sort oh, of I got it you. Up. Okay, you know you what I mean. But I don't fine. know. But well, we we can wait no, and talk about. No, that it makes a lot of sense. Go ahead. Right, because yeah, the, it's the plus one dex was what made things confusing because right. the con was the nineteen max, the dex was the eighteen. Why would you have plus one dex? Why wouldn't you have plus one con? That got people to to wondering. Right. You know, it's a minimum of con ten, minimum of dex eight. Should those be switched too? I wonder. So, do you need to have a minimum of ten dex? Oh, I don't know. To be a half, but you know what? That's never going to be an issue. Because let's face it, every halfling is going to be a thief. So now I'm going to give this. How frequent are oh, halflings? Great on? question. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with uncommon. Mm. I almost went with rare, but I'm going to go with uncommon. You should have went with rare. Well, see, it was like, can I do like a medium rare? You know what no. I mean? Like a steak, like in Very between. Very well, no. Yeah, because there's some meat, you know, there's in between. So there's like rare, there's, there's rare plus. Rare plus? I've not is, heard of Yeah, rare plus is... Well, is in between rare and medium rare. I'm, yeah, that's right. I thought I thought medium rare is between medium and rare. It is, but rare plus is the, in between. Is a further. It's division. like south southwest. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's exactly right. It's Are you sure between. you're not making this up? I'm not because at one time I wanted. I was debating between rare and medium rare. I think they made it up for you, like the gold that you made up. They're like, yeah, you were trying to explain the exact level of uh, so what, temperature right. and color, and they're like. Oh, we have yeah, rare, plus. rare plus. She needed to move on. I've got like eight other tables, kid. <laughs> right. They just made hey, is it here in my steak handbook? And I've got the steak yeah. handbook and, out. And so you go places and ask for rare plus, and they. I, I wonder how many people figure it out that someone just. Maybe it's an inside joke that all restaurateurs have because rare plus. Maybe we should put Nico on that. Rare plus is that a thing? Well, at the Howard Johnson's, I know that's not the finest steakhouse. You oh were. no. Howard Johnson's, you always get it well done. Yes. <laughs> don't get it rare. I don't think there's a choice. You can call whatever you want. You were getting it's coming insane. back. It's coming back a briquette. Yeah. You know you're at a good steakhouse and they won't do it. That's right. right. But, you know, you appreciate that because right. they're basically being honest. Right. No. You, you don't want to eat it You anyway. don't want to. You want to clear all pathogens from, from the steak. From pit. that one. Right. So, so how many hit, how many hit, what's their hit dice? This is very interesting. Oh, which means it's clearly not one. You've got to be kidding me. It's one minus one. No. I'd say it's one. No. What? One to six hit points. One to six hit, which is, oh, which is not one minus one, of course. It's really, it's, it's sort of. It's less than, it's, it's, it's really up, not. It's up to one minus one. It's not one minus two. 
Not really, because that would be that would be a different spread. You'd yeah, have more it's, they're ones. weaker than goblins, and basically, okay, because goblins I think are two to seven. See, which is why they're con. Why would they have a con? But they have a high con. Even if you switch the numbers out on the decks and the con, they have a minimum con of eight. Right. So I guess they're hardy, but they don't have a lot of hit points because they're small. Right. Okay. Well, and their and their resistance is basically that what the Roger Moore says is a lot of their things were given to them by their god. Uh, uh, was it Yolanda, Yolanda, Yoldana? What's her name? The Daisy, the Great Daisy. Is, is that really her name? The no, great Daisy? but she's. I think she making, has a Daisy. Make, I was going to say because you're making like this rare up. plus. Like rare, yeah, exactly. That would make. Sometimes I'm not sure what you what's truth and what not. Yeah, you can't trust the thing we say on this podcast. Yondala, Yondala, the provider. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're really segueing here. The, yes, they get a, they get a decrement to strength, right? They get a plus to uh, dexterity. Yes, yep. minus one strength, plus one dexterity. So let's talk about. It. So they can't be many things, unfortunately, right? So the halfling cleric, no. Uh, druid in parentheses, which mean, which is a bummer because I think halfling druid would be pretty awesome, but it's only NPC. So, so that is interesting because in, in the article, which again is not canon, as we've said, they do talk about um, druids and clerics. Well, there are druids. They're just, they're NPCs. No, I understand, but it says uh, cleric. Oh, cleric. Yes, I'm pretty sure I read that, but keep going. Yeah, no, that would be unusual. Fighters, maximum of six level, and right. that is only if they halfling fighters of hair feet subrace as well as all other types of sub-races. Why do you say as well as all other? With a strength of under 17 are limited to fourth level. Right. So 17 is fifth. Eight. Can you imagine a halfling with it? Can halflings have 18 strength? I think they have 17. Okay, they can have 17 strength. Unless they're a female, and then they really get jacked. Okay, hold on. Let's talk about this, because I've gotten confused. Okay. So halfling can be go to six levels fighter. Yep. If they have a strength of under 17, they're limited to fourth level. So that must mean if they have 17, and then it says tall fellows of 17 and stouts of 18 strength can work up to fifth level. So tall fellows of 17 and stouts of 18. So it actually varies based upon, I never really noticed that. Right, which we haven't even covered what kind of halflings there are, but go ahead. Can work up to fifth level. Right. But how do you have an 18, I know we're going to get into this time. Yes, you can get an 18 strength. Tall fellows that somehow a, a 18 strength can work up to six level. Why does it, it not have that for stouts? Stouts is of 18 strength. Right. So it doesn't seem to suggest that that's anything unusual, but it says it's a 17 strength max. Mm-hmm. But then it makes it sound like stouts. It's not. It's not unusual. Well, I right. shouldn't say not unusual, but it's not. You don't need anything extraordinary, magical, to give them an 18 strength. Well, it's in the monster in the monster manual. It says that stouts can get to 18 strength. And tall fellows can be can get to seventeen or eighteen. Oh, so this is very interesting. So, so that this would was, override. This was in the monster manual. And the monster manual is post, obviously, is post. No, it's first. No, it's first. It came out. Well, first. but clearly it says it here in the. So I think you it confirms what that is. It's basically saying that you you're going to be you're going to be considered uh, what's that the hairy one? What's the normal one? That's the hair feet. Hair feet is what you're supposed to be. It's kind of like the. A high elf, right? But you can no, you can be any. It says. Okay. It says it in the player's handbook, I believe, on halflings. It says you can be any. Yeah, as player characters, it is assumed that any of the sub races of the race of halflings can be considered as the halfling. 
in question. So you can be oh. any of the three. Okay. Which becomes important now. Because a lot of people don't realize that there's several types of halflings. They have infravision differences, right? Isn't the ones that are above sure. ground don't have any infravision, right. I and, believe. And you know, Roger Moore talks about why their difference was, and it's basically the ecology of them, that those that are closer to humans tend to be of a taller bent. Those who are closer to elves are a different kind. So that's you know interesting in that. I think he does a pretty good job trying to square some of the circles because inevitably we only know halflings from the the copyrighted version of that, which we've read, The Hobbit. Right. And it must have been hard to write that article because he basically just said everything that was in The Hobbit. Why did he just say, please read The Hobbit? Yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's, you're right. It's basically drawn from that. But it's nice to have it as a little description. And he says that they few of them want to leave and those who do have a sense of adventure, and they're, but they can never go back. I mean... So let's so, so the tall, just read the so the hair feet is our typical one, right? Yep. So tall fellows are obviously taller, right? They can slimmer, four feet, right? They tend they can be stronger, so you could be in. So right off the bat, it's nice to be a tall fellow mm -hmm. because you can have an eighteen. Strength. I would like to be a tall fellow, I right? You should. Neither be, one. You I would, would like to be a tall fellow. I'd like. I think I would like to be a tall fellow, right. not too tall. But so they're taller. We're clearly not a stout. I'm more of a stout than you. So they're taller. They're. Uh, I mean. I'm, so they are. They can, which means they can go to. They can have eighteen strength, mm -hmm. which means they and they go to. They're the only ones, right? They can go to six level. Is that it? No. It's, oh, yeah, oh, oh, if somehow you yes. get strength, right? So stouts. No, they're the only ones. Yeah, tall, tall fellows that gain eighteen. So even if you have an eighteen strength of a stout, you're going fifth level. Tall, right. tall fellows are the only ones that get up to six level, and you know what? They know elvish. They can speak elvish and are friendly. With elves. Now, does that mean, do they get all the other languages too, the gnomes? I, I would say so. It doesn't say they don't have it, right? But, but the gnomes, don't you know gnomish because you're down there like burrowing and you're running to a gnome who's burrowing the other way? But that's what they're saying. The tall fellows, the, based on their ecologies, that's why they know that because they're not in the same area. I know the tall fellows hang out in the trees, if I remember correctly. They have also, they, they're the ones that have... Uh, Tall fellows live in forests, some in hollow trees, and have infravision like elves. They're, and, and as well as being more life and elven in appearance. That's what Roger Moore says. Stouts are shorter than hair feet, live in caves and tunnel complexes, and have infravision. So that's how he, that's how he squares that circle. Okay. I think I'd like to be a, uh, a tall fellow. Why wouldn't I, hope, I be a tall I, fellow? I still want to be a tall fellow. You're right. Is there any reason, if you're playing a halfling, is there any reason... Not to, so which one doesn't have infravision? One of them doesn't have right. infravision, right? I think it's, it should be a stout. That, no, they have, must be Alex the normal. Mixed type and mixed blood have 30 distance, 30 foot distance, and pure stoutish blood has 60 infravision. There you go. So does that mean, but tall fellows? Hair feet don't have any infravision. The hair feet, right, so that's, so that's not good. The hair feet don't have any infravision. So that's a real, so you really probably don't want to be a hair feet. Right, because they live near men. Right, certain halflings, certain halflings have infravision. Those of mixed blood, I know I'm just repeating what Nico said, get 30 distal, those of pure stoutish. Wait, so you, did you say tall feet have infravision? Yes. 
Where does that come from? Here, tall feet live in infravision and have infrared live in forests, some in hollow trees, and have infovision like elves. They're basically the Keebler elves. But that doesn't but that doesn't say that in the player's handbook. Oh well that's it's too bad. What but that's a problem for me because it's I Roger Moore. Yeah, but that's not key. When he resigned when he retired from the Bond movies, he started writing these things. I don't think tall feet I don't I don't like that. I don't I well I don't like keep saying tall feet. Tall fellows. I don't know that tall fellows are gonna have infravision. So we have con- do we have controversy? I don't know. That's a good question. Does it matter? I guess it does. It does matter because that would be a reason why not. Right. So if you're mixed blood, well, it says if you're mixed blood. So if you're half stout, half tall fellow. Right. Then you would have thirty feet. See. Okay. Right. Because stoutish are really nice. The stouts are the ones. They're more below. Yes. See, stouts have infravision. Right. Because they're in the burrows more. Right, right. So they're even they're further down. Okay, very we, confusing. I, I I don't even remember. I think we always gave them thirty feet. Well, but they the stouts, the stouts get more, right? Don't they? Yeah, stouts get sick. They get the normal infravision because they they yeah pure stoutish. You normally sixty mixed blood thirty. I think it ends there. I think if you are a pure yeah, well, what if you're a tall fellow, hair foot, hair feet, mix? Hmm. Oh, that's because that's the 30 feet, isn't it? No, that's the mix. Why would you get it then? That, Don't that, you have to have some stoutish? I think that means you need to have some stoutish blood. Right. When they say of mixed type, with a Gygax, of mixed type, and those are pure stoutish, that makes it sound like you've got to be half stout. Yeah, basically the stouts are the ones have, and they can detect sloping passageways. And right. they speak dwarfish. So the stouts are the closest to dwarves mm-hmm. and gnomes. Right. They're going to get the, the normal infravision. Right. They can detect stuff, right, like yep. dwarves and gnomes. And then the tall fellows, you get the benefit of being stronger. Mm-hmm. What's the benefit of being a hair feet? Nothing. You don't get, I don't think you get the infravision. Yeah. And you, right? You don't get the infravision. Right. But what are you, a power gamer now? Yeah. Well, no. I need to know who, who I'm, you know. I need to know We didn't even worry about this because, again, most people just said, I'm a halfling and whatever that meant. And they would just look at it and go, okay. But it doesn't every halfling be like, well, I'm a halfling, I have information. Yeah. And your player going to say that? And Absol- you're going to have to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. And what kind of halfling are you? And we would say, uh, you probably mixed blood. Well, that's what they're going to say because they need No, they would say, oh, I want to be stoutish blood. Well, like, I don't know. No, you're, you're going to be mixed blood. We always just assumed they were 30 feet. And I think part of that may have been from the basic um, set. I think they had limited things. Because our pedigree was, when, when in doubt, we just followed what the basic box did because it was much easier to deal with. And we didn't worry about these things. Okay. okay. But I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just think back in the day, we didn't care. Well, I think it's interesting that... No, you're right. Now, again, Roger Moore says that the tall fellows have... Infravision, and I don't know where that is. So, um, yeah, here. So, so hair feet live near. So, who? So, what was Bilbo and Frodo? They basically hair feet live near men, right? Have no infravision and reside in small cottages. Yeah. So they're the most human-like. Tallfells live in forest and have, and that's the weird one. He says they live in forest. Where does he get that from? It says it in there. If you look under Tallfell, under Monsmania. Taller, slimmer, half fair skin. 
They ride ponies and have spears. They speak Elvish, are very friendly with elves. That's all it says. That's why it's a, he, I think he assumed from that. Oh, so they're more like, all right, so the tall fellows are off in the forest with the elves. So he just added that. I, I don't know. He just added that. Stouts are shorter, living caves in time. Wait. So the halfling is the, is, is the hair feet. That's the what, and it even says hair feet. I mean, that's what we recognize as the hobbit. But they're living in cottages. Well, yeah, they lived in cottages. But yeah. so a couple of them live in, because Bilbo lived in a, a burrow. Burrow right? kind burrow, of thing, yeah. Right? But it was, it was a, yes. He wasn't burrowing animal, though, which was He wasn't really going down. He's going no. to the side of the hill. It was inside the hill, right. Right. Yeah. Well, and it was a hobbit hole. And you know what that means? No. Comfort. Oh, very nice. Um, What's the community saying? Is there anything relevant? Are we are we totally screwing the pooch on this? Uh, no, they just brought up the um, original origin of the word. Oh, the, the the lawsuit deal, the cease and desist. Uh -huh. No. Oh. It, it's before where Tolkien got his hobbit from. Oh, where did he get it from? Oh, originally halfling comes from Scots word. Hofflin. Hofflin. Okay. Hoff Scott word Hofflin. Hofflin. Meaning awkward, rustic teenager who is neither man nor boy. Uh, and uh, so half of both. <laughs> Another word for halfling is hobble dehoy or hobby. Huh. The usage of this word predates both the Hobbit and Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, interesting. The German surname Heblin. Helbling has similar origin. So there's these European words that I like. What is the Scottish half boy, half man? Awkward teenager. Awkward teen. It's shaggy, basically. <laughs> You're such a halfling. You're such a halfling. Get in my belly. Sorry. Okay. So um, classes and limits we talked about. Basically. Oh, I'm not done with that. Well, yeah. They're so limited. The fighter. Okay, because we were talking about. Well, we got into this with all these differences with the right. strength level. Yeah, you and all went that. sideways. Yeah, they, who's no one's going to be a fighter if you're power gaming a halfling. Okay, so let me let me ask you: What subclass? What sub race are you picking? You're a halfling. What are you going to pick? Assuming Moore's wrong, because I don't. I think Moore is wrong on the tall fells having. Assuming that they don't get infravision, what okay. are you going to be? Well, I'm going to be a stout if I have. You're going to be a stout, right? Because you get infravision, right? They're very rare, um, but the player's handbook says you can I be Unless I somehow magically get 18 strength and I wanted to be a fighter of six level, then I would be a tall fellow, but probably not. So you're going to be a stout. Yes. You know, because you can detect the right. slopes and passages. I get you get full provision, And I could be a, if I did want to be a fighter thief, I'd be fifth, I could be fifth level. Yeah, so stout makes the most sense. Yep. Tall fellow makes the most sense next. Right, if I want all the bonuses. Because you, well, you, you can get up to 18 strength. <laughs> yeah. And then shagling. shagling, that's right. Ah, you're shagling. What's that mean? It's like shag. I said shaggy, so it's oh. just shagling. Half oh, you got it. It's a hybrid of shaggy. Yeah, that's right. A shagling. That's right. So okay. So all right. So that's the first thing you have to decide if you're going to play a halfling is which one and be prepared to know what the consequences are. Assuming you're going to be a fighter, and, and and I mean, if you're going to be a thief, you you definitely want to be at least mixed, either mixed blood. Well, you got you, well, you want to be stout. There's no reason to be mixed blood. Because right. You get thirty percent. Or 30 feet, yeah. Right, so you're going to be a stout. I'm a halfling who lived in a burrow because you detect the pack. You want to detect passages. Sure. So, okay, so if you're going to be the classic halfling thief. And not play the Tolkien one, which would be the hair, hair, the hair fellow. Right. Hair whatever. Right. Well, he wasn't a real thief. He just sort of got. He's a burglar. Well, he, just, he was designated a burglar. So, okay, so that you should be a stout. Okay. Right. Okay. And, and as far as the personality, they talk about, again, all the traditional things that you think about, the second breakfast, and they like comfort, and blah, blah, blah. And, and again, I hate, to, it always comes back to gnomes. 
halflings are can be anno- annoying. Dwarves are, you know, dour. The gnome kind of splits the difference, you know, because halflings can be annoying in the, you know, they're like a small child that you've got to pack up when you take them to the to the theme park. Yeah, I think that if you're traveling as a halfling, you should ha- bring a lot along a lot of comforts, right? Should right. You should make a, a nice sleeping bag. Right. They want all kinds of things, pillows and, mm-hmm. and a good book, maybe books, too, some candles, some, some pipe weed. Yeah, right? So it's like, it's, it's, what is it? Glam- What's the camping? Glamping? Glamping? Yeah, sure, exactly. Some kind of pop up <laughs> camper. They want the whole thing. And, they're, and they, because they need second breakfast, you, you're not leaving at first dawn. Oh, no. It's probably no. noon or one before you oh, get Oh, and it's out. not iron rations, is it? No, no, absolutely. It's cooked food over a fire, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so you should really play that up. And what I thought was interesting, Moore says that halflings tend to adventure. Not to make money, just to have... So dwarves adventure, they like to... Well, they actually, I think we said dwarves. Didn't more say dwarves? No, is it gnomes? Who's the one that's, that's getting money to make more money? Was that dwarves? That was dwarves. That was dwarves. Yeah. They, they really like to accumulate wealth. Right. Halflings like to be able to buy comfort. So they want that better burrow, right, or that better cottage. Right. So that's why they're adventuring. Uh, part of Often. it, the other part of it was, uh, again, it's the whole took... They have a took in them. I mean, he doesn't say that right. in the article. Right. He says that they tend to be a little retrograde because of their close-knit community. They don't go out and they don't have issues with strangers, but they kind of fall back to the comfort and the known almost a stasis type of society. And so like any um, society, there are people who don't want that and they want they have a you know an adventure streak and that's what he's claiming. And so I think if you have, if you're playing a halfling, you should have an explanation as to why you're out adventuring, don't you think? Because this is unusual. Right. right? What, what, what are you doing? And it talks about once you've gone adventuring, you really can't go home. You can go home, but you're always per- perce- perceived as a little sketchy. Right. You're, Though also revered in a strain, right? So that's right. an ambivalence toward you, I think. Right. It's, um, I don't know what the, the, the proper analogy is, but it's similar to, you know, your... Bilbo? Okay, well, yeah, you're Bilbo. <laughs> well, they talk about the like you're a defender. You know, you're you're doing things that are great, but you've been tainted. It's it's uh, and I, it's almost like uh, if you if you know we're here in the United States, we have a strong military, we have a strong tradition of military. But if you didn't have that, where you had to go to war, and it wasn't really part of the mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. people would be like, I we appreciate that you do that, but you're not. We know the war has changed you. Right, and now you're um, you're unfortunately not one of us anymore. A little different. Yeah, we we admire that that you were willing to change, but you're not really one of us again. Right, and I think that's kind of the the only modern analogy is if you've been to as a as a soldier, as someone who's gone to war and seen the horrors of war and experience and survive, you come back, you can't articulate to anyone who's not been through it those issues. Right, you're and so civilians who haven't been through it, they appreciate that, but um, they can't reconcile some of the things. It's almost that kind of thing. And you, you know that, you've seen that in the Lord of the Rings, the last one, when the four are sitting in the tavern and they're kind of reminiscing uh, about what happened. They, they're there, but they're not there. They've, they've, they've left the Shire. That's, they don't, they, all the innocence is lost. You know, when you've seen Nazgul and everything else, you're... But I like how I didn't more say that if they come back to their town and like there's been evil if is afoot, they like then all of a sudden feel very they want to defend their town. So they right. they they don't lose this attachment to their town. 
and, and even though they've been off adventuring and are looked upon differently. And of course, I'm thinking, well, he's talking about the scouring of the Shire. Is it right. the scouring of the Shire? Yeah, yeah. They come out, which, what was your views on the fact that that was eliminated from the movie, the scouring of the Shire? I, yeah. mean, I know you're upset about Tom Bombadil being out. No. Um, Tom Bombadil, in fact, I was watching some videos about that, and someone else can, I'm sure there's more. The, apparently, Tolkien just loved that character. He has no plot purpose, there's no reason for him in, to be in there, none. Because I think there was a poem about Tom Bombadil. Yes, he loved the character. Poem, right? At least he was. I, I do know. too. I don't know if it was uh, you know, canon that Tolkien just said he left it in there because he. There's, there's completely no plot. There's no plot association with it. He's never brought up again. He's. We're ones to talk about digressions. Right. We're gonna. We're in a glass house on that one. We are we? in a glass house. But Tom, well, Tom Bombadil is part of the, the Shire thing, uh, part of uh, Lord of the Rings, and. Um, you know, the, the issue of, um, you know, when, when they, the Hobbit and, and going out and doing that, it's, um, anyway, I lost my train of thought because Tom Bombadil, I just. You're so upset. Do you need a moment? No, it's just, it's. Nico, take oh, over Oh, we're quick. talking about the scourging of the Shire. I remember now. Scourging of the Shire. I'm thinking of the scourging of my, my uh, car as it got damaged. That's the issue. So, <laughs> the. <laughs> That's really what's. Yeah, so because I got to explain that to, to Sauron, the Dark Lord oh, of, the, of the house, yeah. the Mistress of Pain. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the scourging, I, the, I think what it was, I don't. I think they killed off Saruman in a very dramatic. Because uh, Saruman, I don't think dies in the original. Spoiler alert. He, oh, I'm trying to remember what happens. He well, certainly he, doesn't die he, in Orthanc or falling from whatever that is. Right. Well, that's, know, that's he, what, he wanders. Yeah, because you know he he's the one who scourges the Shire, right? He's the yeah, one who sets absolutely. up the big industrial absolutely. complex, the, the sweatshop, the halfling sweatshop yeah, out there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think they kick him out later. So he it doesn't sound like he, if I recall, oh, I don't think lot. they killed him. I just remember it was kind of awkward. It's like, oh, everything's great, and then you go back, and it's like this. Yeah, uh, uh, Back to the Future that's real, no, that's, hellscape. No, that's real life. You're like, wow, that was uh, done with that mission. This is great. Right. Get home. And, oh. So I, I think it was anti. I, I, while it may have made sense for the book, I, I makes sense they didn't do that because they wanted to end it with. They went back. They saved the Shire, but well, what they should have done instead of making three Hobbit movies, they should have done one of those movies, the Scouring the Shire. Mm-hmm. Right? Have a little, you know. It could have been an extra. But the whole purpose of the, the, the whole purpose of the thing was they were here to protect the Shire. That just seems like a kind of troll job to do that at the end. Too. So so they know better than Tolkien. Okay. Well, I don't know if they know better. I think for the movie cuz most people are not they're not reading what did you have the uh, uh, Tolkien, uh, what is that, Lord of the Rings Atlas? And, oh, and the and uh, Forster's whatever uh, right. little uh, dictionary, uh, you know, guide. Yeah. So you, you need both of those. You right. need if you're going to read Lord of the Rings, you need the Atlas and you need the guidebook next to you. So when there's this poem that has these unusual names, you can look it up in the guidebook, you know who it is. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you can follow along the travels. Most people don't do that. So that's no. why for most people, the person who wants to just see an entertaining movie, they're not going to go want to, okay, this scourging of the shower, and then the, what, there's a, I think there's yeah, a poem when the hobbits are being taken away or something. I brought my Atlas and Guide to the movies in the theater. And when some, <laughs> they mentioned somebody, I'd look it up and I'd whisper. Did you let to my friend Edward right. next to me, like, oh, this is the, uh, he was the third this and this. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Okay, let's talk. Can we talk about racial preferences? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, what, what does Roger Moore say about that before we talk about racial preferences? Oh. 
I can't. Yeah. I was actually reading it while you were trying to open the gate. Oh, so, it so a lot of prep. It wasn't time the here. best read. Yeah, the, <laughs> half. Well, it says that they generally get along with people because of their stature of being kind of you know obviously the weakest of the demi humans. It's in mm. their best interest not to piss piss off larger right. people. Okay, well, let's see. Unlike then. the gnomes who are kind of like trying to stick it to the man, the halflings are like, well, it's probably better we. They think of us as cute little half children and, and me are as well. Are we including unearthed arcana? The... We can if if it, if it's relevant. Do they have something relevant about it? Well, because in uh, the player's handbook, halflings can only be fighters, thieves, and fighter thieves. Right. And I think uh, what Vic was saying in the Unearthed Arcana, they can be the book that shall be not named. Yeah. Druids, oh, oh yes, they can do all that now. No. Yeah, gnomes can be all kinds. Of, they, they, they expand the, the whole section, and they can be higher level because the big rule. You know, just quickly from the book that shall be not named. The two things it allowed is obviously a lot more combinations. In fact, so many that they forgot to put the chart and they had to add the chart after the fact. Uh, they had it like, oh, I guess we didn't put all the combinations. And the second one is if you are single class in a, uh, uh, if you are a you know, demi-human of a single class, you're allowed to go two levels higher than if you were multi-class in it. So the, the limits that they have, which we'll, we don't need to go back to, let's say if it said fifth level for fighter or sixth level for fighter, you could actually go to eighth level fighter if you were a single-class, um, uh, whatever, hmm. demi-human. So again, things you don't have to worry about. Yeah, that's right. La, 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 la. Okay. okay. So I assume they're all kind of tolerant. Well, right? it's going to vary. Based upon your sub your sub race. Oh, interesting. So with dwarves, it's good. Only stouts regard dwarves as acceptable. Other halflings, other halflings tolerate them. Wait, okay, I'm confused by this because it says G. It says goodwill. Right, that's Nick. Almost a preferable. Did you see on? Yes. Wow. Our, you know the viewers. The viewers must be even worse. My coffee. Okay. My coffee's not doing it today. Okay. So well, so wait. Except wait. Well, what does acceptable mean? That means goodwill, basically. I guess that's the same as goodwill because there's a G next to it. Yes. So halflings like so stouts like dwarves. Which All makes others sense. just tolerate them. And I can see. I mean, does anyone like dwarves? Other dwarves. Right. Other than other dwarves, so they prefer them. Elves hate them. Basically, they don't hate them. It's antipathy. Mm-hmm. Gnomes. Oh, and there's goodwill. Right. Okay. Half elves are neutral. Only stouts have goodwill. Half orcs hate them, and humans are neutral. Yeah, like what's the most liked race? Well, I would half- say halflings would be. Dwarves have goodwill toward halflings. Mm-hmm. But only regard uh, only regard to tall elves and stouts. All are tolerated. Elves tolerate them. Gnomes have goodwill. Half elves are neutral. Halflings prefer them. Half orcs are even neutral. With ha- That's how you tell how what half orcs think of you, right? right? Neutral is the you know though they tolerate humans. That's interesting, and they're neutral with halflings. But so, okay, so halflings, uh, so they basically get along fine enough with dwarves. Goodwill, only tall fellows regard elves as good company. Other halflings tolerate them. So that's, we saw that before. We talked about that. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much liked by everyone. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Because they're cute. Why wouldn't you like them? Well, I mean, let's face it. I mean, teenage. So they open their mouth. I don't know. They're teenage boys. You know. Well, you're not teenage. That's personal. He is. He's a he's a, ha- a Scottish half. What's yours? Is there antipathy? Is it Nico? What's yours? A. Free with antipathy. It's not strong hatred. No, I think I think we tolerance and separate, okay. and 
generally acceptable if not loved. So why would you play? Why would you play a fighter, just a halfling fighter? Because you wanted to role play something like that. Yeah, right. Because that's it. That's that's it. Because the rest of your party's like, well, you're gonna be a fighter. Yeah, I'm gonna be the fighter. Who wants to be the fighter? I'll be the fighter. All right, awesome. James is a fighter. All right, James, what race are you? You know, halfling. I, I what? Would, I would do that if I didn't have good sto- scores. You know, if you're just basically, if you roll eh, scores, if you don't get an 18 strength, you're like, well, forget it. I might as well be a halfling. What's the difference? You get high decks. And you wield. get, right, then you could, or you could do dual wield. Oh, that's true. Well, that's why people want to be, yeah, right. Have a higher armor class. So it's usually going to be fighter thieves, though, right? Right. Well, if, but, you know, the classic is you're going to be a thief. If you're going to go fighter, just go fighter. Because you're not going up at too many levels. You might as well enjoy it. Because the thief, you're, you can be unlimited. So why would you limit yourself? I mean, the, cl- the preference run is that. And the reason is, is because they have racial bonuses to their thieving skills, which are probably, besides climbing the walls, is some of the best uh, racial bonuses for a thief. Right. So the question is, if you're going to play a thief, why wouldn't you play a half- Are people going to boo if you pick to play a thief? And you don't pick halfling. Are people going to be unhappy with you? Like, I'm a half-orc thief. Well, well half-orc thief is not the most... Bu- the, the, everyone else, there's, the pluses are not as good. The halfling thief, literally, when you net out their pluses, they get like plus 25% on their skills. Mm-hmm. Whereas everyone else gets close, but not as good. Gnome is next at plus 20%. So what I'm doing here is on page 28 of the player's handbook, it has the base chance for thieving skills, and then it has racial uh, benefits. So thieves, dexterity, uh, halflings have a bonus to dexterity. They also have a lot of benefits to their thieving skills. That's why they are preferential to that. Okay, if if you assume that... Which again is a big deal. Elves can be a 19 dexterity. Right. So elves really rival halflings in many respects as the best thieves. Would that be fair to say then, potentially? If for, it depends on what it is, yeah. Depends on what it is. Oh, if we did a straight across the board adding of numbers, who's what? got the best between right. elves and... Well, it depends what kind of thief you want. Now, the thieves that we tend to have in our campaigns, they have one job. Well, they have two jobs. Find and remove traps and open locks. That's their number one job. Then number two is move silently and hide in shadows and that kind of stuff. So uh, if, you, if that's what your goal is, then clearly being a gnome thief is the way to go. Oh yeah, the only thing, so the elf and the, and the halfling are equal in pickpockets. Right, the halfling is 10 better on open locks, is five better on find and remove traps, is five better on move silent, is five better on hide in shadows, is even on hear noise. They're terrible at climbing. So they're terrible at climbing and, and they're only down five. So yeah, so it's really, as long as you don't mind the hit on climb walls. Right. Which is, you know, not that big a deal. So it sounds like halfling is, is superior. And you can, and, uh, and if you... Unless you're not, unless you're specializing on a certain type of um, halfling, a special type of thief. What happens if you get a 19 dex as an out? There's no addition. There's no modifications. Not I know what you're going to say. You, you, have to go in the de- you have to go in the deities and demigods to look. It gives thieving adjustments? I believe so. For 19? I believe so. Oh. I believe so. Where well, that's right. Oh. There it is. Let's see. So you're, because you're godlike. Yes, you have above thing. That's why everyone got this. Is, they were rich. 
Very sneaky. Oh. oh, sorry about that. That one goes. It's just, just, this is just the, this it's, is the day I shouldn't have got up. It's not. This it's, is, there it is, thieving adjustments, 19. Wow. That's very useful. So there it is. And yeah, you, I think everything else is the same except you get more. Uh, so here's the difference. So it's, wow. What's pickpockets for 19? Is plus 15%. Okay. So it's only 10 for, so it's, uh, go ahead, open locks. Plus 20. Yep, so it's 5% more at locate. Plus 10. 5% more, move silently. Plus 12. Uh, 2% more. And plus 12 for hide and shadow. Yeah, so it's, so it's a little bit of a bump. Okay. So that, but everything else is the same. So the goal is to, is to get a 19 dex. Right. Okay. But it's, is it really worth it? Meh. I mean, it's good. It, because of the ones, you know, if you want to go, if you're above 18, the, the best uh, one attribute to get above 18 is probably strength and constitution, then potentially wisdom or intelligence. Right. Depending on wisdom, if you have a 19 wisdom, I think you get a, but, when you're a cleric, you think you get a bonus one in first and fourth level spell. But I mean, you that's can, amazing. But the only thing that you can be naturally a 19, well, dwarves can have a con. Oh, do you know what they are? I should have been a quiz. Oh, it's a quiz. Now. Right, dwarves, assuming that halflings, it's the dex. Is there anything else that is a 19? Right, we've already talked about the elves uh, have 19 dex. We're gonna half orcs can be 19. Con. Uh, yeah, there you go. Dwarves can be uh, 19 con. That's it. Oh, well, is this the fixed version of the halfling? That would be dex would be for them. You're right, and, right. And, and elf. Right, that's it. So there's four. Right. There's four situations yep. in which you can have that they, they That they can be uh, altered permanently. Now, you can do it uh, through other means. Like, for instance, I think, I don't know exactly where it's ruled, but like a Pearl of Wisdom will give you plus one wisdom, and we've always, I've always ruled they can get to at least a 19. Like I would that. think so. Right. Not, but not, I don't think it allows for like 10 Pearls of Wisdom. You couldn't get to like 25. You could mm. get, I think, 19... Short of something that is specifically says it can go above it, nothing can go above 19 for a human. Mm -hmm. Unless you do wishes. And even then, it's supposed to be 10%. So, the, we talked about classes and limits. Again, you're going to be a thief. That's what you're going to do. If you, so it's like a or normal... Or maybe a fighter thief. I guess. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, what else? Can you be assassin? No. It's too bad. No. That would be amazing. No, you're very limited. You're a fighter, and it's very low, and unlimited on thief. Yeah. A lot of no's. Yeah, you're basically a fighter or a thief. That's it. Yeah, and the druid in parentheses. So you can't do that. Okay. So there's not a whole lot to it. So really, you're, 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 you're becoming a halfling because you, you want to play the archetypal, archetypal character. Or you're the thief, so you'll be a halfling. You're the all-around thief. Because, again, I would argue if you're going to be a, well, the way we use them, it would be better to be a gnome or a dwarf thief because they have oh. more bonuses to the areas that matter. Wait, the only, oh, are there more? So some, play, some have a higher, but no one is as solid across the board. That's right, they're the best overall. Right, but right. if I cared about, um, if I cared about specifically. What do you care about? Well, what do they always do? They, op they find remove traps. Oh, so you like the door. And they open locks. Yeah, so you like the door. I see, I can see that. I understand why they right. So the moose, you're right. I mean, the moose, moose silently isn't bad, but yeah, they find you're right. You're right. The two, the, the bread and butter, of the thief, the dwarf is thief is, is a million times better. And finding and moving, yeah, it's good. 
Because the other thing that dwarves have that the other ones don't have, well, except for halflings. Both halflings and dwarves are good for this thing, for the traditional thing we use them for. Right. What, what do all thieves have to do that we use them in the game? Well, I think they, well, they find or remove traps, right? Right. And then if they, what happens if the trap doesn't get, gets set off? What typically happens? Well, it, 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 it detonates on yeah, them. But usually what kind of trap is it? It's a poison needle trap. Right. And poison who, ha, who has the best save? Dwarves well, and halflings. Right, because the the con. That's right. So the dwarf, to me, if the dwarf thief for the way we play, yeah, is the best, is the optimal. That's a good point. Way because I learned a lot about dwarves because they have halfling they, segment. Right, exactly. <laughs> but you know, and again, gnomes are in the middle. Exactly. So if yeah. you don't want to go completely dwarf specialist, you could go with the gnome, which again is a pale. It's the Milli Vanilli. Now this of, is very interesting. this has been very thing. interesting because I would have thought you know like it was between Elf and Halfling because the nineteen decks. Yeah. But no, you're right. So what is the open locks and finder which Yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you take a dwarf. What's the, what's the max decks on a dwarf? Uh, seven. Oh. Seventeen. Oh, uh, that. Seventeen? Yes. No. Eight. Yeah. So that guy Gax, he's making things rough on us. Right. So if you get an eighteen. So that's what hurts. So you get an 18, you can have a 19 if you are a halfling or an elf. Right. Or you can stay with the 17. You put 18 somewhere else, con. Right. And you do 17. So that, that's some tough choices there, isn't it? Because that well, 19 that's why is so be, beautiful That's why you be a gnome. That's why, that's why you go with the gnome. The gnome, the only thing you lose is climb walls, which you're like, meh, whatever. Oh, the gnome is, just, is good on the open. It makes sense. The open locks. Yep. And the, they're not as good, but they could have 18, right? They can have 18, They can have 18 decks. A lot of choices. Wow. So they can have 18 decks, so that's what makes them... Uh, so that's why Gnome Thief for the, uh, you know, the Tinkerer kind of thing is way better than... Um, not way better. The problem is the, the stats are so low, right? Mm -hmm. to, to pick a lock, to open... You have 20 right. or 30%. You need every advantage you can get. Right. Because it literally is... And again, if you play it where if they try to disarm the lock or trap and they fail, the trap goes off, I mean, that's... The problem with the gnome is you don't get the plus bonuses to saves. Yeah. So, you know, all three are good. They have their pros and cons. I would probably say dwarf thief for the way we play. Is Very interesting. Thing. So, in other words, if you're going to play thief, don't just all of a sudden say, "Oh, halfling." Right. It uh, might for the non-scout thief. Right. For the we're moving forward and we're not. You know, we're just going to go down the hallway. We'll beat every, kick the door down, kill the things. Oh, there's a chest. All right, bring the dwarf in. Right. Let him open it and do that. He's coming in, yeah. Yeah, because if he fails, he's got a great save. He's like the bomb squad. Right, exactly. He's the squad, you know, he's coming in, you know, he's got the right. thing, is it shaking. Quiet, quiet. <laughs> Red or white, I don't remember. Okay, all right, which one was that? Um, let's see, we talked about that, we talked about Tolkien. I think we I think we covered it. Again, they're pretty limited in first edition, so, you know, they can only be two, mm -hmm. two classes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's the problem with the halfling, unlike some of the other ones, is it's really influenced by Tolkien. It's mm -hmm. so, much, so typecast that um, you really don't have a whole lot of options when it, when it comes to that. So that may be good or bad. So I'm James. I'm Dan. And thanks for listening to Grok Talk. We will see you next week at Sci-Fi City. This is Big Opposite Puppy Production. All rights reserved.